Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left and Straight Show. It is Monday, May 25th, 2020. As you said, I am your host, Scott Fullerton. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. Hope you guys are having a safe, healthy, and I'm sure somewhat weird three-day Memorial Day weekend, the big kickoff to summer that is kind of weird and funky this year. But, uh, yeah, since everyone, a lot of people aren't able to go out, we're going to do the show. So i got a great musical Monday night for you. Going to have some amazing music tonight. Talk to a couple of great people. Going to be a lot of fun. I have a full week of shows for you guys every day this week, Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. I have five of my special correspondents coming on this week. They're going to be talking music, entertainment, pop culture, mental health, and fitness. And then I have, excuse me, I have 11 guests coming on for brand new interviews. So it's going to be a fun week of shows here on the Left of Straight Show. I'm very excited. Uh, We kicked off the Big Gay Road Trip this weekend. If you missed the video on social media, please check it out. I hope you're following me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Left of Straight always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R in the number eight. On Facebook, it's the Left of Straight show page. And then my profile on Facebook is Scott Fullerton. It's a public profile. You can send me a friend request. So we put the Big Gay Road Trip video uh, package up this weekend on all social media. And I put a fundraiser on Facebook on yesterday as well. Um, as you guys know, it's the third year going to Palm Springs of the show with a month of live shows with all of our guests from L.A. to come out live, have a lot of fun for you guys. Hopefully, I stop at LGBT places along the road as I drive from Northeast Ohio over to Palm Springs and back. So I try to give you a little gay history along the way of different places and find out different gay communities along the way. So we have that going on. And it's a lot of fun, and I hope you guys are. But, you know, I don't make any money off the radio show, so I go by your guys' generosity here to kind of help me get there and back. Our great resort, Indulge Resort in Palm Springs, pays for my room and my guests, and I can't thank them enough for being a wonderful sponsor. But everything else is on me, the gas, the travel back and forth, the food back and forth, the food while I'm there. So anything you can help out on that is great. $5, I appreciate. $10, I appreciate. If you can afford more, thank you. You can go to my public 
page again, Scott Fullerton. Look for the fundraiser on there. And if you can give 5 or $10 or more, I'd really, really appreciate it. So look for that it's on social media as well. I'm starting to get some great guests confirming. I'm not going to give anyone away yet. I'm also going to put up the um, Big Gay Road Trip on the Left of Straight website starting tomorrow. So that's going to be www.leftofstraight.com. Start seeing more information. We'll start unveiling some of our secret guests. We're going to do some polls on there to see what you would like to uh, see me stop at on the drive. And it'll be a lot of fun. So be sure to look for that and see how you can play along. So in just a couple seconds, we're going to start our musical Monday here. We're going to kick it off with our buddy Zach Day. Of course, you know Zach from The Voice. Uh, on Team John Legend this year. Come a great friend to me in the show out of Nashville. So every other week he is sharing some great musical insights for you. He'll be on in just a couple of seconds. And then we're going to kick it off with a live interview with Stefan Alexander. Um, came across my radar a while back. His music is amazing. I really love it. He's going to be calling in from New York. And then after Stefan, we're going to play an interview I did uh, last week, I think it was late last week, with Levi Christ, Tony Award-winning Levi Christ, Tony for Million Dollar Quartet on Broadway. He has a brand-new album out called Bad Habit EP, five songs, fantastic. We're going to talk all about that in just a little bit. So let's go ahead and have a little fun. We're kicking off a very Sorted Lives week this week. Levi uh, was in the Sorted Lives movie. He wrote music for the Sorted Lives series. And uh, he is going to be in the big fundraising happening this Sunday, May 31st, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock here Eastern time. They're going to be raising money for over 23 theater companies across the country including for my little evolution theater company here in Columbus, Ohio, that I'm partners with and good friends with. So we're going to have on tonight, Levi. Tomorrow we're going to have Dr. Eve herself, Rosemary Alexander, and her husband, Wardell, Newell Alexander. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have the always body and audacious Anne Walker, who plays the trial. So it's going to be a great sort of lives week right here in the Left the Straight Show. Let's kick it off with Zach. I always like listening to a little Zach Day uh, talk about the music. So uh, take it away, Zach. Okay, guys, it's that time. We're doing a music minute over here. This is Zach Day. I'm just sitting on my patio out here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, and we just had a nice rainfall, and now the skies are clear and blue, and it's just sunny and great. Um, So I was running earlier, and then I saw the rain, and I was like, oh, my God, it's the perfect time to mention the new Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Rain On Me song. Now, I know you guys are listening to that. It's a gay anthem, okay? And I just listened to it earlier today for the first time, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Guys, we've got a lot to talk about, okay? It's been two weeks since I've been on for my music minute, so I've got to cover a lot of ground here. But first and foremost, I wanted to talk about Rain On Me. Now, what do you guys think about that? Let me know. I think that it's, like, going to be a huge hit. I mean, it already is, obviously. But I think that, I mean, if we were in the clubs right now, that song would be popping off. We would be dancing, shaking it, doing all the, you know, doing everything (laughs) with this song. So I'm a little bit sad that we can't be out there really 
working it to rain on me, but as soon as, you know, the clubs open back up, it's going to be that time, and that song is going to get even more popular. So we love that song. I want to talk about Fiona Apple and Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Now, what are you guys thinking about this album? It got a perfect 10 on Pitchfork. They haven't done that in a really long time. And, you know, I've heard mixed reviews on it, mostly great stuff, but, you know, some people have their opinions. I personally thought it was really great and genius. It's not really one of the albums that you're going to, like, listen to in the car, but I can respect her genius, and I think that she's amazing. Let me know what you think if you guys get around to it. Moving on, you know, actually me and Scott were just talking about the Housewives um, earlier today, but I wanted to bring up Candy. You know her from Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know her from Escape. You know Candy. She just won the Masked Singer. You know, I'm, I've been on a reality singing competition show, so I know how that stuff works. What are you guys thinking about Candy winning the Masked Singer? I, you know, I love Candy. I respect her hustle. I think that she is just amazing, and I look up to her so much and just how hard she's willing to work for what she gets, and she deserves all the love and all the praise. So, Candy, you got my love over here, and I think you're amazing. Moving on, we've got the Carly Rae Jepsen B-side album that she just released. And you guys know I love me some Carly Slay Jepsen, and I love Emotion, and, you know, that's when I really got into some Carly Rae Jepsen. Now, I haven't listened to the B-side album yet, so I just wanted to bring that out into the ether, let you all know she just released an entire second side of this album, and you guys need to go support her because she's amazing. Now, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what we're listening to this week. I've been trying to expand my music horizon, and I've been talking to some people that I work with and some people around here in Nashville, and I've listened to two new artists. Well, new to me, definitely not new, but new to me. One of them is called The Horrors. They're like a punk band, kind of. I'm still getting into them. But um, if you guys like some different stuff, not necessarily pop music, it's, it's definitely like more rock punk kind of vibe i really dig it so i'm into them right now and also this artist named faye webster she has some really cool tones and her voice and she's just got a really nice um, style so definitely check out those two the horrors and faye webster some new music from that i just noticed like up and coming is uh this band called expensive magnets is that not the coolest name ever they have a song out called Dunno man like i don't know man but i think it's called Dunno Man. Anyway, check them out, Expensive Magnets. I saw them playing on Scary Pockets Instagram, and I was like, oh, these guys are really cool, and I love this song, so definitely check that out. Also, if you guys know Lynn and Stella, she has this song called Golf on TV that just came out. Listen, that is my bop. She actually has a whole album out that's just amazing. Me and my roommate just covered the song Golf on TV because it's like one of those songs that just like gets stuck in your head. It's beautiful. I've been a fan of her for a long time. I remember when her and her sister, Maisie, were, like, doing YouTube videos, like, a long time ago. And we were just like, they are so good. And it's just been amazing to see their growth and their, like, you know, they're just musical. They're just really, they're just doing a really great job right now in the music industry. So I'm super proud of them. One more person that I think that we need to check out is my good friend, Chan Fuse. He was, um, he auditioned for The Voice this season as well. He's amazing, and he has this song out called So Fast. It just came out, um, and I love it so much. I, it's just one of those songs also that gets stuck in your head, and the hook is just brilliant. The music video is see, Y'all are going to love him. He's, like, seven foot tall. He, he's just so good. Like, he's a really good singer and artist. So go check out Chance Hughes So Fast. A couple things I want to bring up. I've been watching this show, Homecoming, 
and it's got Janelle Monet in the second season. So I thought maybe we could tie this back around because it's also based on a podcast. And y'all know I love a podcast. Y'all know I love Janelle Monet. So I, I just started the second season today, and it's really good. So I think you guys should watch that. Get back to me. Let me know what you think. And then last but not least, this Lindsay Lohan track. Have you all heard it? want to know your thoughts on that, too. I think it's called Back to Me. <laughs> I listened to it today, and I was just like, okay, cool. I mean, it does sound like it might belong in, like, a Rue 21, which I love that. You know, that's that's very fun to me. And I, it's definitely going to get, like, played in the gay clubs and stuff soon. So I, I would love to know what you guys think about that. So with all of that being said, that's a lot to digest. So if you guys want to, you know, talk about it with anyone or – let me know your thoughts on any of these artists and songs that I've mentioned. Make sure to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at you know Zach, and I would love to like discuss this stuff with you guys because it's not as fun to just talk into my phone to no one, so I need some feedback here. So y'all just reach out to me on Instagram at you know Zach. And now I'm going to let y'all get back to the Left of Straight show with Scott. So thank you guys, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Zach. Guys, be sure to follow Zach Day. Of course, he was on John Legend's team on The Voice this year. Great friend of the show. He's here every other week giving his little take on what's happening in music. Next week will be our other special correspondent, Jay Knight from New York, will be giving us our musical minute. We're going to be back with a bit my very first guest today. I'm so excited to bring Stefan Alexander on. We're going to play a little preview of some of his music. This is Photograph. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. I fell in love with a photo Head over heels for a face I'll never know Squeaky clean in a bathrobe Just the hint of the skin that hides below I can't help it, I'm already, already Daydreaming this fantasy, fantasy Repeating but nobody's stripping for me all I got are these eyes looking out of my screen. A
screaming it outside the frame I might want nothing to do with you If we met outside the frame I might want to put you back in On our next guest, I'm so excited to have him on the show for the very first time on this musical Monday. His career was beginning to rise hugely when it was suddenly almost over due to mysterious, deep, debilitating pain that began and prevented him from doing almost any physical activity, let alone performing. After three years of this, with misdiagnosis and countless doctor visits, the cause was determined he's been working ever since to harness that pain into energy and break forth back into the music scene. I've actually been falling in love with his music. I've gone through all his videos. I can't wait to talk about his journey and his success that lies in front of him. He's going to be huge, guys. Please welcome to the show for the very first time, the handsome and charming Mr. Stefan Alexander. Stefan, how you doing, bud? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. I am not a music person, as most of my listeners know. I only learned of music <laughs> to the show for the last five years. So a couple of my listeners said, you have to listen to Stefan's music. And, uh, man, I love it. I play the same stuff over and over thank again. Thank you so been, much. Like, on repeat, dude. It's been fantastic. <laughs> That's wonderful. I really appreciate that. No worries, man. How are you holding up? I mean, you have been making some great music. You've been showcasing some videos the past few weeks. How are you holding up these crazy times? You're kind of in ground zero over there, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So just trying to stay productive as much as I can. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been trying to write um, almost every day if possible. I do have a day job. I work at a, um, at a voiceover studio and uh, Jingle House. So um, oh, okay. I do some work. I do some work for them from home, and I'm singing on jingles and doing a bunch of projects with producers remotely, which is fun. Um, so yeah, just trying to take this this seemingly endless time and make something, if possible. There you go. Create, create, create. Do what you can. I mean, mm-hmm. There's no wrong way, I guess, to do a pandemic. You got to do what you got to do, but it's it's good. Yeah, when you can, and I know. Uh, we have our bad days, but it's good when you can yeah. keep going. <laughs> I know a lot of creatives that are feeling, you know, super stunted. And I mean, and some of them truly can't make the art that they make because it involves other people in a room together. And, um, right. you know, I have a lot of compassion for those people. Oh, well said. Definitely. Well, since this is your first time on the show, let's get into a little background. Tell everyone about 
Sure. Where did you grow up, and what kind of a kid were you? And did you always want to do music when you grew up? So I'm actually from Northampton, Massachusetts, which is um, which is uh, affectionately called Lesbianville. Uh, right. <laughs> which was it was it was it was named that in the early '70s. Um, there was a big like lesbian separatist movement in Northampton and Smith College and Mount Holyoke. It's this big college town and and a huge music scene. Um, a lot of bands have come out of there, and I got to see so many incredible concerts growing up. Just you know, a couple blocks from my house. So that was extremely formative, and um, music was sort of all around me um, at that time. Um, but I also, you know, took up, I, I, played, I started playing cello when I was six, and then guitar when I was 12, and a couple other instruments. Um, so that was sort of my, my, my general upbringing. What was, what was the second half of your question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Just what kind of a kid were you? Were you kind of shy and rambunctious? Oh, yes. Were you out there? How how did you uh, how would you describe yourself? I was pretty precocious. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, hmm, that's an interesting question. I think I was like pretty energetic. I was like a little weird, a little awkward, um, as many kids are. Uh, but I was music was always the focus. I was never. I was never much of an athlete. Um, I rode crew when I was a freshman in high school, and it just it it felt like it was taking me away from myself. It just wasn't wasn't for me. So, mm. and I was I was also kind of like lanky and clumsy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that 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 wasn't very helpful in in this in the sports world either. Um, Hmm, that's such an interesting question. What kind of a kid was I? I rarely think about that. But um, I don't know. I think I was just trying to find my way. I was, I mean, I was very closeted, um, so that certainly had an effect. Um, even though I was in this super progressive town, we had one of the first lesbian mayors in the country. For some reason, I mean, well, not for some reason, for all the obvious reasons um, of. <laughs> you know, the national, international homophobia and just a lack of um, good representation. Um, I mean, my dad had gay friends, but they were 40 years older than me, and I, I, I didn't have anybody to really look up to in a, like, a just a older-than-me type of mentor capacity. Um, right. So it took me a long time. I mean, it took me three years at NYU, which is also considered one of the gayest schools in the country. So, um, you know, it was, it was a process, but, uh, yeah, always very expressive. I mean, and, um, had a very, uh, transparent relationship with my parents. So they actually knew that I was questioning things way back when I was 13 before I had told anybody else. So, um, I'm extremely fortunate for that. Yeah, that is very cool. I like that. I actually lived in Holyoke for a while. Actually, I lived in Enfield, but I no was in Holyoke for, yeah, at the Holyoke Mall, Kahunaville back in the day. Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Kahunaville. Isn't, didn't they have, like, a mist that would, like, go throughout the restaurant to, to really sink into the rainforest vibes? Exactly, the little dancing waterfall gig in the middle of the restaurant and everything. And the arcade. Didn't it make yeah, everybody's it. burgers and fries, like, damp? I feel like that would really screw up the food. 
No, I think humidity. we had to dance. We had to do stupid dances at the time. Uh, All the servers and bartenders and stuff like that. But oh, you were Yeah, it was a goofy there. place. Yeah, oh it was. Um, it was a chain at the time, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I had got like uh, they really they came to Northeast Ohio here and opened a store here, and they really liked me, so I started opening all their stores. I went to Syracuse oh, and to Buffalo and then to Holyoke Mall and opened all these. I'm a little stores. starstruck. That you oh God, were the, crazy. you were the you were the face behind Kahunaville, behind that there huge lizard on the side of the mall. Exactly. I taught them the dances, and I was a goofy lizard. So I made that waterfall dance, and then we played the arcade game to all hours of the night afterwards. (laughs) Incredible. This is, wow. That's funny. Small world, huh? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But then I wouldn't live in Holyoke, though. I had to live in Enfield, Connecticut, because Holyoke was a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. But I went went around the corner to Enfield. It's actually in the news today, because there was all these... There's a there's a soldier's home there, and there's been a horrible coronavirus outbreak in this oh, soldier's no. home with all these World War II veterans, and it's it's awful. Oh, that's like in the New York Times in the headlines today. It's just oh, weird, wow. a weird weird place to see your like home, you know, area. Exactly, not what you want to see. The only thing else I remember out there is they had that really good amusement park over there too, the water park or whatever. I forget what it was called, but Six Flags or, or the big. I think yeah, it was the Six yeah. Flags. I wasn't. I couldn't remember. It turned but into yeah, it a Six Flags. It wasn't. It wasn't in the day. It, I forget what it was called originally. Right. That's why I thought it was something like that. I couldn't remember. I just remember it was a little. It was a little fun. It was my little three mm-hmm. and a half hour jaunt to Boston. My very first time I went to Boston when I lived there for nine months. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. That's and awesome. enough about yeah, me. Boston's Let's cool. talk about you, you, hey. you here. Goodness <laughs> gracious. What are we doing ah. here? Now, you talk about musical instruments. I mean, you, you play mandolin, guitar, cello, piano, auto harp, omnichord. Were you self-taught? Did you take lessons? This is pretty incredible. Um, cello and guitar, I took lessons. And then the other stuff is self-taught. Um, there, I mean, I'm not. I'm not like... Uh, well trained on any of these things, but I, I can get by and I can accompany myself. Um, and yeah, like it, it, it became sort of natural for me to pick things up um, and nice. use the limitations that I had um, as a novice on these instruments to create something new. Um, and, you know, they say like, I mean, well, not they say, I say that restrictions on art can be really um, can be really positive because um, otherwise I feel too unbridled and um, feel like I don't know where I don't I don't have direction so I have to like zero in and that's what right. um, picking up a new instrument can do. Nice. Well, it's very cool that you're able to pick the, to even do it. I mean, even plucking a tune is pretty impressive, my friend. So I like that a lot. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> string instruments, so you know they're they're all they all have similarities. There you go. Well, I want to get this. Uh, I want to get this illness out of the way, sideline you for three years. Sure, sure. Give everyone a brief. I mean, I'm sure you're sick of talking about it, but give everyone kind of a brief. No, no description of what happened because it's pretty interesting and but more important to me is how you kind of have found a way to channel yourself and push through it 
Well, yeah, it was a, it was the craziest time in my life. Um, from 2013 to 2017, um, first I couldn't play guitar anymore, um, and then I couldn't sing for three years um, without getting just like totally wasted. Um, it was the only way that I could get through studio sessions or writing sessions or really do much of anything. Um, and, you know, went to literally dozens of doctors, hundreds of doctor's appointments, like so much physical therapy and nobody could figure any of this stuff out. Um, so it ended up um, taking a trip to the Mayo Clinic to finally um, mm. get a diagnosis. So I went to Minnesota. Um, I was really, really lucky to have an incredible uh, insurance company through my employer at the time. So I was able to do that um, affordably and uh, ended up going there for 10 days for diagnostic work and then going back there for almost a month for this um, chronic pain rehabilitation program um, and basically found out that I have this condition where my brain has a propensity to hardwire injuries. So even though my brain, I mean, my body heals in the normal way and at the normal speed, my brain doesn't acknowledge that healing or, or it can not acknowledge that healing. Um, mm. So it keeps on, it, it, it makes me feel like that part of my body is still injured, even though it's not. Um, so it's basically like a fan, it's phantom pain, much like a phantom limb or whatever. And I also had like phantom itch and it was, it, yeah, super bizarre. But to meet, wow. to go to the Mayo Clinic and meet all these other people that were experiencing similar symptoms, I mean, different manifestations of that condition um, from their own versions of injuries. But um, right. yeah, I mean, it, it required me to uh, overhaul my life and my mind in really major ways. It was sort of that, that program especially was just like um, this crazy spiritual, mental, physical journey um, where the, the desensitization protocol requires you to like dive headfirst into pain um, in this very gradual measured way but you have to experience the pain and do the activities you've been avoiding in order for the pain to eventually go away. Wow. That's tough. tough Which stuff, is so man. counterintuitive because usually when you have an injury, you avoid the things that are causing you pain and then you get better. But in this situation, exactly. you have to do the opposite, which requires a lot of mental gymnastics. It does, man. That just is a whole new way, as you say, of training. But normally, I mean, you you break a foot, you stay off the foot. But here, you got to kind mm -hmm. of something hurts, you got to make it hurt more to push your way through it. That's got to be just crazy. Wow, that, that's a lot yeah. on you for able to be able to do that. Yeah, but I watched a bunch of people do the same thing. I, I mean, like it was it was almost like um, like one of those uh, televangelist sermons where you like see people like I mean I literally saw a man come in in a wheelchair and then two weeks later like he was walking like I'm like for five minutes and he hadn't walked in like 10 years and it was just like this is crazy like wow. um, the power of the mind and um, when you you know reckon with your trauma and reckon with your demons and and um I mean, it's not, it's not all, it's, it's not like it's psychosomatic. It's, it's 
neurological, but it requires right. all this um, self-reflection that was really meaningful and, and changed my life in such a positive way. I love hearing that. And how euphoric was it to play a song the entire way through for the first time after almost three years? Incredible. It was so awesome. Um, they had us um, do a little speech at the end of the program. It was this sort of rolling admission thing where um, every day two new people would enter and every day two new people or two people would graduate. Um, so when it was my day and I graduated with one other person, they had me sing for everybody, which was such a uh, uplifting experience for me. Oh, wow. I hadn't done that and I hadn't really performed at all in years. So even just singing one song, um, being able to hopefully evoke some emotion in an audience was um, really, really cool. I bet that had to be emotional for you. I don't know how you were able to mm-hmm. get through it. That's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> good for you, dude. Congratulations on working through that. That Thank had to you. be, I just can't imagine that. So that's so awesome. I mean, your first song back then was Skeleton. You have over a million views on a million streams on music. The video is absolutely amazing. I love the oh, video. Talk thank about you, the making you. of that video. That's just good. Oh, the the imagery and everything is gorgeous. So my old roommate actually shot, edited it, and, and directed it. Um, he did an incredible job. Uh, and we went up to Cold Spring, New York, which is a little upstate from here, to this. Um, there's a like abandoned farmhouse and a bunch of other abandoned buildings in this uh, area in the woods. I think I think it was built in like 1911. I want to say, um, but it's but it's been abandoned for for many many decades, and it sort of feels like these uh, I don't know like medieval ruins or at least whatever version we have. Looks like in, it, yeah. In, in, it looks like it in the U.S. because obviously things don't go back that far. But um, <laughs> yeah, like we uh, initially I wanted to shoot it at this place called Grossinger's, which is this old abandoned hotel. Um, even farther upstate, which I found out that my grandparents actually used to go vacation at because it was in the Catskills and, you know, half my family is Jewish and that was like the Jewish paradise. Um, but we, wow. that was too far. So we ended up going to Cold Spring and yeah, it was, it was one day I was wearing a wool tuxedo. It was like 85 degrees in late September and it was brutal, but it was incredible. That is cool. I, I, it's just an amazing video. I mean, I love I love the, the painting you to make the end. I just love, mm-hmm. like you said, the whole visuals of it, of the field and the room. Oh, good, good stuff. So you came thank, out thank you. strong to begin with. And then now, yeah. three years later, you're just booming. I need this is going to be really weird because I was, I was weird to myself when I was writing the question out because <laughs> it's like I was trying, I was going – Wow, when I first saw you um, with recent pics and everything, it's like, God, he looks like Freddie Mercury. And then I saw that video. I get video that a lot, like, actually. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like Freddie Mercury. Then I saw the video, and it's like, you're like a dead ringer for Shawn Mendes. You're, I mean, you're handsome as hell in both of them. Then I got you. pissed. It's like, 
why am I putting in a box? He's actually neither of those people. He is himself. So who is Stefan musically? <laughs> Tell me who you are musically. Because I felt bad putting um, you in a box. It's like, oh, look, he's Freddie Mercury. Oh, he's Charm. No, he's well, Stefan. I, who the hell is It's not Stephen? like I don't appreciate those references. I mean, I'm not going to be doing a Calvin Klein spread anytime soon like Sean Mendes, but I'm working towards it. You know, that's always the goal. But, uh, <laughs> you um, could pull it off. You could pull oh, it off. Damn it. I'm working on it. I'm, I've got a whole, I've got a quarantine workout routine, uh, that I've been doing for the past two months. But anyway, musically, um, I mean, I think like the center of it for me is, you know, lyrically, I want to write music or I want to just, I want to distill concepts that are a little complicated, a little more um, nuanced into something that's really bite-sized and easily digestible. So like, that's always the goal for me um, to try to take whatever I'm going through and make it as simple as possible um, and easy to understand. Cause I don't, I don't want there to be any, like I, I want somebody to walk away from a first listen and be like, I get what that is. And I, I understand it and I feel it and um, I relate to it in some way. That's always my, my primary goal. Um, but in terms of like my influences, they're all over the map. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of the music, I don't actually listen to that much pop music. I listen to mostly um, like old time music, jazz, like standards uh, from like thirties and forties. Um, but nice. also like, folk music from the 60s and 70s, um, and then a little bit of everything else. Um, I grew up going to folk festivals, and, you know, the the aesthetic of that um, r- lyric writing style is definitely um, deep in my psyche. Um, those types of stories and the complexity that they're able to evoke. Oh, I love the way you say that. Very, very nice. And let's talk about the, the latest AP. The title track is called Cry Again. We're not going to play that tonight, but I just love uh, – it's very powerful, I think, in, in, in what it's – in the message trying to tell about where that song came from and, uh, and how, how it was putting the CP together. So that song um, came from basically, I mean, all those years that I was dealing with chronic pain, I, like as a coping mechanism, just totally could not handle uh, difficult emotions. And I just shoved them to the side. Um, And I really didn't Mm. shed like literally a single tear for like four or five years. Um, And eventually I had like, I I, like couldn't sleep one morning and I was up early and I was watching like the, I think it was the season finale of the, of the first season of Pose which is a, a favorite show of mine and definitely like an important show in the queer canon now. Definitely, um, yes. And it was just so moving that I just like bawled <laughs> and, um, and it felt so amazing. And then shortly after that, a couple months later, um, my, my old family dog passed away and I was like there when we put her down and that was even more intense. And I was just like sobbing over this dog that I had lived with for like eight, nine years, but it just <laughs> sure. pulled all these emotions out of me. Um, and that, and just 
feeling that again and like knowing that I was capable of that um, inspired the song. And, you know, during that whole period, just thinking about all the reasons why I wasn't crying, thinking about like um, toxic masculinity and, um, you know, is, is that, is that part of the reason why I'm not able to experience these emotions? Am I, am I not, uh, am I not expressing myself? Um, and not being vulnerable enough um, while I'm going through this really difficult time. Um, all these questions running through my head and uh, writing that song was super cathartic for me um, to finally bring all those thoughts together in one place. I bet. And those of you that are watching or listening to the show live, you can scroll down and look at the slideshow and you have some great evocative pictures that you've taken for that. Describe that uh, process and how that felt. So the pictures, um, so most of them were taken by a photographer and makeup artist named Benji Bradshaw, who I actually just met like over Instagram. And we have uh, established this beautiful collaborative relationship where, you know, I just like scour the internet for looks and then he excitedly recreates them and puts his own spin on them and then shoots these beautiful photographs and it's we usually spend like six or seven hours together just doing um four like three or four looks and yeah it was amazing to to have these images in my mind and for him to bring them to life and then for those images that I'm so proud of to be the artwork for this music that I'm so proud of um felt so amazing. And I mean, like, and, and the other part of doing photos like that, you know, I, in my, in my daily life, I'm not, you know, all made up and covered in sequins and, and all that stuff. I, I try to, uh, I, I try to dress as flashy as I can um, at my day job and, and on the subway and, you know, be as gregarious as possible in my fashion choices. But um, <laughs> like having those photos, um, as like this benchmark for how out and how expressive I can be as a person. Um, it sort of challenges me in my, in my day to day. Um, having, having that as the goal. I love the way you put that. That is so well said. Very nice. And we play, we opened up with your, with photograph. So, Let's say that there was a camera set up in your home. What are three photographs that we would be most proud of seeing you working at home? And what would be the three most embarrassing photographs we might find? <laughs> um, hmm. Proud. I mean, I guess, you know, me, me sitting on my bed writing lyrics. I'm pretty proud of that. Just, uh, nice. continuing to make that happen. Uh, embarrassing. I'm going to go one, one for one. Uh, embarrassing would be the level of cleanliness of my room, which is uh, pretty abysmal. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I could angle the camera in a certain way, I could get all the mess out of the frame. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I have my whole like quarantine system down where it's like, okay, these are the clothes that I wore yesterday, so I have to wait 
to touch them for two days or what three days. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm extremely anal about all of this, um, and I'm a I person like who uh, has to create systems to calm myself down. I need structure. Um, so two other photographs that I'm that would be uh, would be something I'd be proud of. Um, so you got a workout so regimen. You must be proud of that. That's true. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 So I guess me pumping iron. <laughs> which feels, I have a chocolate uh, cake regimen, so we won't go there. But go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Well, and I've also been doing a lot of baking. I I, I made <laughs> I made banana bread this week. Last week I made carrot bread. The week before I made zucchini bread. Next week I'm going to make lemon nice. poppy seed. It's it's fun. So, trying to expand my baking knowledge. I love it. Um, apparently, there's a a total um, lack of yeast in the city. You just can't buy it anywhere. You have to buy it on the internet because everybody is baking bread right now. That we're out of yeast as an entire metropolitan area. It's crazy. I cheat and I use self-rising flour, and there was literally no nice. self-rising flour on shelves forever and I ordered it online finding from Amazon. Finally got it two weeks ago. It's crazy. I guess so I guess that's national. It's not just the city, huh? No, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. Everyone that's got toilet paper so... and flour. I guess they were planning on baking and <laughs> shitting a lot. I have no idea. <laughs> well, those things often go hand in hand. There you go. But you have my heart if you can bake and sing already. So I, I'm already, hey, I'm already yours. You know, Play your cards right. You could have me. That's why well, oh I don't know if, uh, <laughs> if you traveled, we'd be the perfect pair. There you go. Oh my I god. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually know how to drive. That's a that's a oh, thing no. that I need to learn. I did at there one point. Go. I got my license, and then I really never drove again because my eyes were really messed up. I shouldn't have gotten my license. Uh, so driving was terrifying and I always hated it. And now the only time I really have the opportunity to drive is when I go back to Massachusetts, which is like four times a year. So it's, it's just always terrifying. (laughs) I bet. Oh my goodness. All right, I'm gonna let you get off the hook on your embarrassing other one because that was fun side. Oh, okay, like thank that. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's we had some mess. fun side. It's, exactly. it's, like it's it. mainly like the mess, which is constant, and just, <laughs> it's just it, I've just I'm I'm resigned to it. It's okay. There's just a lot of there stuff. You, there you go. I, I, that's yeah. good. I mean, I I'm better in smaller places. Honestly, the more space I have to spread out and spread all my junk around at the messier I am. Mm. So I'm like, you kind of fight. If I'm in a smaller place, then I'm very organized and everything. Well, this has is to a have small a place. It's a nine by 10 room. So <laughs> it doesn't really follow that rule. Welcome to New York. huh? Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, I live in, a, um, I live in a house. So my, my house, oh, there you go. all in all is, is not so small, but my room is the messy area. Gotcha. Anyway, we I don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's go back to music. Um, mm. We're going to play out in a little while, Up and Away, which is another lovely track from this EP. Mm. Talk about the inspiration for that. So, I mean, I've, of course, I've grown up listening to a bunch of 
political music, politically charged music, everything from, you know, the music of the sixties that I, that my, my parents grew up on, um, through, uh, I went to folk festivals growing up. I think I said that before. And there was a lot of, uh, political music, a lot of anti-Bush <laughs> sentiment at these like hippy-dippy <laughs> folk festivals. Um, these like pot fueled, patchouli smelling folk festivals that I uh, have such a nostalgia for. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and then through the, through the 2000s, you know, even artists like the Black Eyed Peas and um, um, I, I, whoever uh, was making political statements uh, along the way. And, and, and I've right. always been really um, nervous about trying that out of my own because I didn't want to trivialize uh, a specific issue. I didn't want to say something wrong. I didn't want to get canceled because <laughs> that's always <laughs> scary in this day and age. I mean, um, yeah, to make, to make a song that's political, it lives so much longer than a tweet or an Instagram post. Um, right. So I was nervous. And, but I, I also, you know, saw uh, this year, 2020, as this sort of uh, terrifying year of necessary political change and needing to motivate myself through it. Obviously, things are very, very different now uh, in the political arena and what we're able to do. And, um, you know, the whole concept of boots on the ground is is next to impossible. So uh, it's I hope that it also serves as a a motivator um, just to keep going and to look towards a brighter future um, when things are even just back to the way they were, which for a lot of people was, was not great, but is at least better than this. Right. Well said. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful track. We're going to play it in just a little bit. Talk about um, what do you, do you prefer small intimate venues then? Or what, what do you do? Do you like to just put out music and tracks? Talk about, I mean, I saw you performed, different places for a while it's got to be kind of a treat to go back after three years what are your goals oh, yeah. for getting out there again once we're allowed to do this so i was playing mostly intimate shows playing a lot of um solo shows just because that enabled me to play so much more often um you know on my own schedule um right so I, you know going from not having performed in five six years uh 2019 i played like 30 times um, which felt incredible and like really got me back in the groove. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, COVID-19 happened. So now I'm doing a lot of performing in my room and um, releasing acoustic videos on YouTube and doing Instagram live shows. Um, so it's definitely different, uh, but I'm extremely thankful for, the technology that allows me to at least do this. There you go. Well, you've been making, like I said, the last couple of weeks, your acoustic videos have been gorgeous. Um, I'm just loving your music, my friend. I I can't wait to hear what you have in store. I hope you give me one of the first peaks when you're ready to explore your next EP because I'm loving everything you're doing. Thank you so much. 
That's so nice. We've been playing a little goofy five questions game with all my pre-tape interviews, and I'm so happy to have you okay. live. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you five questions. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Is it like lightning round? I gotta answer them as quick as possible. Like, no, you you can you can do a little thought to it, but that's okay. They're they're just okay. quick, simple little things. The the leftist right shows all about entertainment, foodies, and books. And like I said, I'm a chocolate cake foodie kind of guy. So let's start mm-hmm. with that. What is your favorite okay. food? And give my listeners a go-to restaurant they should go to when they're your neck of the woods in New York. Okay, so I think my favorite food is Ethiopian food. Um, my friend introduced me to Ethiopian food like nine years ago in the city, and like I've been hooked ever since. I go uh, to this restaurant called Gannett in um, on Fourth uh, Avenue and Douglas Street in Brooklyn. Um, I go there for my birthday every year because I love it so much. Um, Ethiopian food is, is served on this, uh, like, spongy uh, – what's the word? Um, fermented bread called injera, and mm. it's so delicious, covered in all these beans. And, I mean, it's, it's – I'm, veg- I'm mostly vegetarian, so it's beans and um, different vegetables all – Dude and these beautiful spices. It's it's incredible. So I highly recommend it. Nice. I love that. I'm actually starting tomorrow. I had a very uh, I had a Broadway friend on uh, two weeks ago. He was in uh, Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief in Broadway. Amazing. And he's a personal trainer. And he told me about a 800 gram fruit and vegetable diet to, to that I want to try to get ready for my Palm Springs trip. So it's a of lot. Of course. <laughs> so it's a lot. I, mean, I think I may turn orange or green. I'm not 100% sure yeah. yet. But, yeah. but I am attempting this tomorrow because I do love vegetables. I love every type of vegetable. And you're yeah, supposed to like a 60 40 to fruit, 70 30 to fruit. And I like most fruits too. So I will be trying Holy to eat open sounds wonderful. Thanks for that. It's tip. so good. Of course. Question number two, are you a reader at yes. all? Do you have a favorite book or an author to recommend to the listeners? So right now I'm reading my, – my friend works in publishing, so I asked for some, uh, some recommendations for books to read, and I'm reading this book called The Secret History by Donna Tartt. And she also wrote a book called The Goldfinch, which is like a Pulitzer Prize winner. So that's mm-hmm. super, super good, and I, it's a total page-turner um, you know, I'm trying not to just, like, binge watch TV all the time because that's definitely um, an easy thing to do and a thing that uh, makes these endless hours go by faster. But, uh, yeah, I highly recommend that book right now. Nice. I, I do read at least two books a week. Very cool. Wow. All right, and if you were able to collab singing with somebody – and you were able to write for another singer, who would those mm. two people be? Could be the same or different. So singing with somebody, this is a little a little silly because we're in somewhat different genres, but I just love Lizzo so much. So I would love to collaborate with her. Um uh I mean she has an right. incredible incredible singing voice and she's an incredible rapper and her whole aesthetic is just amazing. Um so that would be super cool. And then to write for somebody, that's a really good question. I guess maybe Carly Rae Jepsen. She's very she's cool. Sort of, a gay, like that. sort of a gay icon has become one. 
So that's um, funny. Our our musical minute with Zach Day right before you came on recommended a new Charlie Jepson. So very cool. Uh, I like that. You get a double whammy in one episode. Wonderful. All right. No, I'm I'm always I'm always all about Carly. Nice. All right. Question four. We're getting to the serious stuff here now. Mm. Uh, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. Uh, favorite or most used emoji while texting? Oh, interesting. Huh. I try to keep things, I try to mix things up. I mean, it, like the basic, the super basic is like the heart emoji and the heart eyes emoji. And then like, if you're going to be ridiculous, uh, then like the peach emoji and the eggplant emoji. Um, but, uh, hmm, that's a really good question. I kind of want to look. <laughs> because Be my guess. Thank you. Let me see what the, what the main stuff is. I also really like the mer the mermaid and the merman. Oh, and the and the dancers, like the the disco dancers. Nice. I just yeah. met the other. I just met yesterday. He's going to be on the show. Didn't meet him, but I met him online and talked to him. Mm-hmm. But the person that created the pride guy that bends back the the guy that bends back does like the bend and snap kind of backwards thing with the blue shorts blue pants and everything the guy that created him is from england and he's gonna be on my interesting. show interesting yeah I thought that's that was very so funny that's such an interesting yeah, claim to wild. fame i know huh <laughs> i thought it was but like i mean an emoji like a gif or an emoji can really uh go go a long way in terms of like changing hearts and true. minds this is true. All right, question five. Um, so sad to say you're about to be stranded on a desert island, but you were able mm. to take with you your <laughs> favorite album or CD, your favorite cocktail, and you're able to grab one man from the ship to spend the rest of the time with. Who would those three be? Oh, my God. Um, my favorite album is probably... It's either Carrie and Lowell by Sufjan Stevens or Blue by Joni Mitchell. Ooh, Joni Mitchell. That's a great one. Oh, my God. I'm a huge Joni fan. Um, And a huge Sufjan fan. Cocktail or non-alcoholic beverage of choice? Cocktail. That's an interesting one. So I'm actually a bit of a mixologist, so I like to make things up. But, um, hmm. Oh, I know what it is. It's it's uh, it's a drink that I had um, that my mom introduced me to, which is like a chocolate Manhattan, which is made with um, sweet sherry and then these chocolate bitters, and it's so good. <laughs> Interesting! Wow. Mm-hmm. If you got to choose <laughs> one guy to spend your time with on the island. What is like a celebrity? Uh, uh, who, is, who is this? Who is this guy? It can be, be a celebrity, known person. Yeah, known person. Am I? Am give I like picking my soulmate? Give us a glimpse into your type, I guess. It doesn't have to. Be, ooh, we dropped him. We lost up, and he was so embarrassed. We we dropped him. Let's see if he calls back in a second here. We're gonna give him just a second to call back because I want to make sure that we give out his information. But you really have to check out Stefan's music. It's absolutely amazing. His website has his videos, and you just got to check out all of his songs. It's like 
I didn't think you were going to be embarrassed to say who you like. Goodness gracious. You fell off the face of the earth. The the internet and the phone service in the city right now is very spotty because everybody is just streaming everything. So I'm back. Who, Who would it be? I want it to be somebody like fun and funny. You know, like I feel like I can't, I can't commit to like a soulmate. It just needs to be somebody to pass the time with. And that's challenging. That. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. We can leave it generic like that. I like that. that okay. It's, uh... I, I, I appreciate that open-ended option. <laughs> I don't know a lot of like celebrities oh, or like people that I, I'm really bad with names. So like I might have a, a, a person in mind, but I wouldn't be able to tell you who they are. <laughs> I gotcha. I like yeah. it. I like that you want comedy and someone's going to keep you uplifted. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Stephen Alexander, deserted. it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, my friend. You're Same amazing. You. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Let all my listeners know where they can find you. Give me your website because that has a link to all of your great videos plus some songs on it. Let them know where mm-hmm. they can find you. So, um, website is. Uh, S-T-E-F-A-N-A-L-X-N-D-R dot com. Uh, so Stefan Alexander, take out a couple of the vowels in the last name. And then um, my Instagram handle is also the same thing, S-T-E-F-A-N-A-L-X-N-D-R. Um, and, you know, I post – Instagram is definitely the place to get all the, the latest news, um, but uh, there's all sorts of goodies on the website too. There you go. All right, stand the line for me, Stefan. We're going to go ahead and play out as I teased earlier with Up and Away. Love these songs. Guys, I've been great getting to know him. We're going to go ahead and play out. When I come back, I'm going to introduce Mr. Levi Christ to the show. We'll listen to a musical Monday right here in the Left of Straight show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You keep on hearing all the negative news. Can't help but thinking it could happen to you. River's getting higher, high. Will you escape the flood? And they're all looking for somebody to blame. Before you know it, they'll be saying your name. Maybe you should give it, maybe you should give it up. Right. They treat you like you don't know you left from your right. They treat you like you don't know you left from your right. They treat you like you don't know you left from your right. They treat you like you don't know you left from your right. They treat you like you don't know you left from your right. They treat you like you don't know you left from your right. They treat you like you don
Alrighty, that was Stefan Alexander. Guys, what a fun interview that was. Interesting story, great music. So excited to have him on the show. Hopefully we'll have him back real soon. But let's get ready for a little Levi Christ, guys. Been a great friend of the show, a good friend of mine. Of course, I got to know him through Dell and Emerson and all my Sorted Lives friends. We're kicking off Sorted Lives Week here on Left of Straight Radio. Levi has created some music for all of the shows and was in a very sordid wedding playing a preacher, which I didn't like too much, but he's such a great actor. Of course, he won the Tony for Million Dollar Quartet on Broadway. And uh, we're going to go ahead and listen to an interview I taped with him just last week. So listen to Levi, and I'm going to be back and close up the show in just a little bit. Here's Mr. Levi Christ. You're listening to the Left of Straight Show on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Maybe too soon to say, but it ain't like it don't show. My eyes will tell you everything you already know. I want to stay the obvious, but you and I say, hey, let's take it slow. Let's take it slow. And yet it doesn't need to be heard. How I love how we're hanging on. Just let it roll 
gals, we are back. And that was three words by my next guest. My three words, thank goodness, back. He is here, guys. He is not only a Tony Award-winning actor, he's a singer-songwriter, a newly ordained podcaster, but he's also one of the nicest humans on the planet. He's been giving me life during this corona quarantine by sharing his life lessons and his amazing new podcast, The Church of Christ. If you ever wanted to skip the sermon and go straight to the music, his Live at Five Sunday Gospel Hours will make you stand up and preach, my friends. I'm so honored to be adjacent to this fantastic man. Thanks to my buddies, Dylan Emerson. He is just a fantastic human being. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Levi Christ. Levi, how you doing? God, I'm so good, and it's so great to talk to you again. You just you just got me pumped up. What an intro. That's a that, wow. Thank you. Well, you are a wow kind of guy, my friend. I've enjoyed getting to know you. Uh, I got to meet you through Dylan Emerson. So uh, I really recognize you back on the Tonys, but I didn't really know you until Emerson and Dell introduced me. And I'm loving every second. As I said, you are such true heart and really one of the best humans on the planet. You've dedicated yourself to making yourself better, to making others better. And thank you for doing that, my friend. Listen, I appreciate that so much. It just makes, gets me excited. Nine times out of ten, it's inspiring me. It's, I'm saying stuff I need to hear <laughs> myself. And, uh, you know, th- thanks to Dylan Emerson for introducing us, too. See, I surround myself with good people, don't I? There you go. I'll tell you. Well, you have just been a little creative bugaboo during these crazy corona times we find ourselves in. <laughs> but how are you doing personally? The family okay? Um, what's the good word from Brother Levi? Uh, personally, we're doing really well. Uh, family is healthy. Um, I, I did make it back from New York City to Tennessee, where I'm self-isolating with my husband. Um, we're okay. Um, you know, it, it was pretty devastating seeing, you know, I had booked two, two new musicals. I had, you know, tour dates. You know, my entire year was wiped out clean right. just just like so many actors and artists and and other people and not only in entertainment and but in many other many other uh, uh fields of work um it sort of forces you to stop and say okay so um what what is the highest good i can be available to right now <laughs> you know like what what is the <laughs> Well, what, what, what is the, what is the best case scenario? Because, you know, I, I don't like to sit in pity party and I just, I, I, I quickly got over the fact that I was, had no work. I said, look, I'm not going to sit here and just, and just uh, pine about it. What's, what can I do to, to maintain a presence and maybe be encouraging to people. And so that's kind of kept me busy the last, uh, the last, uh, what is it now? Three months almost. Golly. I'm telling you. It's a long time, but you have hit it out of the park. I mean, as we said, I've had the immense pleasure of having you on the show a couple of times before. And if you guys want to find out all about Levi's story, it's coming out, the struggles he overcame with addiction and conversion therapy. Just go to Left and Straight Archives because I really want to catch up on all the new stuff you're doing. Um, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about how you first came to my attention. As I said, Million Dollar Quartet, Tony Wynn playing piano with Sean Hayes. Announced by the beautiful Kristen Chenoweth after a hilarious bit. Um, I'm so sad about Broadway right now. And as you said, you kind of have to drop off in there. Talk about those memories and what it makes you think of today. 
Oh, gosh. I mean, 20 years of theater memories. And, you know, it's still my heart and soul. And, and uh, I just know that our community has a lot of uncertainty surrounding it right now. And I know that there is a lot of discouragement. Um, I mean, even Frozen, I think, closed its doors permanently yesterday. Um, right. The great thing about it is we're a strong community. We stick together, you know, and we support each other. And we, we uh, magnify one voice by unifying all voices. And I, I love that about Broadway and the theater community. Obviously, that particular theater memory was, you know, just, just uh, changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, personally, more personally, actually, than professionally, in that it really, uh, you know, doing, originating the role of Jerry Lee Lewis and Broadway's Million Dollar Quartet, winning for Best Featured Actor in a Musical, made me face my own, uh, my own insecurities. And uh, I felt mm. like at the time, like, I was very intimidated by that. And I, I, I actually put it in the closet the day after, like, for weeks and months and for the first year or two, because <laughs> I, I, was, I was having panic attacks going to work, seeing it, thinking there was this grand idea of something I needed to be that I wasn't equal to. We create the craziest stories out of our own insecurities. And uh, since then, uh, it's just I'm so not apologizing for what I bring to the table, and I feel so comfortable in my own skin now. And I think that that is a journey for so many of us. I'll be in some of us in different areas of our life. For me, it was being on stage performing and not, you know, and really owning the gift that I have. And and that was a turning point for me. Well, it's it's such a great story, but I really want to get into the music, segue into Gospel Hour, and then talk about the podcast. So let's start with the new EP. I mean, your music usually kind of portrays what's happening or happened in your life. Uh, the new album's called yeah. Bad Habit, which scares me a little bit, but produced by <laughs> Drew Kapner. Uh, talk about the, the making of this album, my friend. It has some amazing tracks. It's so good. Oh, thanks. I, I wrote a lot of songs to get to those five, and I'm still continuing. I'm still writing right now, you know, adding – hoping to add five new tracks to that and ultimately create a full album of those. But I, I've been excited about it because I, it took about three years for me to go back and really like ask myself, like, why does songs like Stained Glass Window work so well? Why are there certain moments in my catalog that resonate more truly than others? And I found that for me, it had to go back to gospel music. It had to go back to like Southern gospel church soul <laughs> r&b type of thing because that's what i that's all that i knew growing up and so i actually would put on old 50s gospel records i'm i'm talking vinyl and be inspired before my writing sessions to write the music that i wrote for this album so it was very important for me to go back to my musical roots and i think that that's why i, I that's why it means so much to me when you say scott that you totally see me in this new music because that was my goal. I really wanted it to be the closest representation of who Levi is, who I am like to the core. And, and, and I, th I think I accomplished that. I mean, I feel so proud of it. That is breathing to me. It feels so fun. Um, there are a couple of uh, serious tracks. Uh, Bad Habit obviously is, is uh, the title the title track, which um, 
tries to capture that moment of indecision between temptation and resolve like what like that what's the choice going to be this time and of course it's inspired by my own history with addiction and now my 11 years of sobriety but i think it's something that we can all relate you know that moment of like am i going to am i going to listen to the devil on my shoulder or am i going to listen to the (laughs) angel on my right you know so um but yeah it was really a lot of fun And, and i and i commend drew katner the producer because i i brought him these songs that I had written that were piano vocal, they sounded like nothing that pop culture would understand. It, it sounded like, why are you giving me like rockabilly gospel e kind? I do not. <laughs> I said, I said, Drew, I'm going to stay in my lane. You make it work. And he did. And nice. he, he literally came to the table and created these beats and this vibe and this and I, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay. So this is, this is how who I am lives in 2020. And so, I mean, I owe it all to Drew because it was, it was him being able to see my vision and make something of it in a way that I couldn't. Uh, well, as I said, I mean, it just, every song I hear, I just see your heart shining through it. I don't know why. Tell Me Twice is probably my favorite right now. This week, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Your cover of George Michael for Faith is amazing, but it's just, it's so, oh, it's so peppy. It's so you, and I just can't, uh, can't give you enough accolades, my friend. You, you picked five of the best. You did good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can't wait to do a video for Tell Me Twice because I'm just going to give you a little preview uh, or, or a little teaser. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a sexy one. It's going to be a sexual. It's going to be funny. It's going to be. It's going to be funny. I've actually I've mentioned to Dell about maybe doing the video because I I just think that there's some there's a really wonderful opportunity there for something that uh, that might be right in line with how Dell creates. So <laughs> nice. Oh, that's a good tease. That's a good tease. Well, let's kind of segue into talk the the Sunday gospel hours, five o'clock Eastern time. I'm living for them. I pop in anytime I can, and it just makes my day. I like the themes. You've gone Del Shore's movies. Speaking of Del, you've gone Broadway. Talk about what's what's talking to your heart when you plan these themes out and plan these Sundays out. Uh, you know, uh, I listen to what people are asking for. Uh, I do love live streaming on Facebook at 5 p.m. Eastern every Sunday, and knowing that that's there gives me an outlet to keep performing and for me personally right now that's just uh you know it's not the same it's not like a it's not like having a conversation with an audience it's different of course you're kind of there in a room alone and just like you and the camera but at the same time the connection has been really unique and and I've loved doing that and and you know this this week where where um, I'm, I'm gonna have a bad habit release party I'm gonna do the five songs from the EP and then like a lot of original material but uh, I usually just listen to what people are asking for, you know, and if they need more gospel, which is pro- predominantly what we've been doing, uh, I don't mind continuing the the live stream well through the summer. You know, I think that it'd be fun. It's a great idea, and I think that's honestly going to be a little bit of the new norm. I mean, it's been nice for, I think, the listeners and the fans of both actors, musicians, everything to get a peek into 
the living room, so to speak, of the people they admire. I mean, I want to play pinball yeah. with Patty Lapone so bad it's not even funny looking at her. All right. Oh my God. And then <laughs> watching you That's with good. all your musical instruments in the background, it's just I I love. I just want to know what's coming next. I think it's the way to go, and I think the fans really enjoy it. So as long as you're enjoying it, I say go for it as long as you can. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I like it. All right, and fellow podcaster, amen to the Church of Christ. People should know you. I mean, if they know you well at all, they know you've had a huge religious background, both good and bad, through the conversion therapy and through getting this relationship with God. You even talked about it when you got your Tony, you mentioned your church. Um, Talk about it. I know it comes from your grandfather. Talk about first where the spirituality came from and how you decided to weave that into this new podcast. Oh, listen, I, I, I'm, I am, I'm looking forward to one episode that I get to share, which is um, focuses on the experience of gay men and how we come to the table with very particular religious wounds. And mm-hmm. a lot of us decide that we, like, why should I care? You know, and, and frankly, we find that we would rather pour our conviction into social justice rather than actually maybe read, do the harder work of redefining what God is, what spirituality is. But, but the, the fact of the matter is we, you know, we have a mind and we have a body and we have a spirit. We feed our mind with good books. We feed our body. We go to the gym. What are we doing for spirit? So it's a very the entire point of the podcast is to be in, as incredibly practical as I can. I am not a proponent of religiosity. Uh, we strip away mythologies and cultural influences. If I can't give my listeners something that practically, tangibly makes their life better and acknowledges that whether they have thought about it in a few years or not, they're still a spiritual being, and spiritual health is as important as mental and physical health. And so I love ha- starting that conversation because um, we can, I mean, I wouldn't neglect my body. I wouldn't, I wouldn't neglect my mental health as well. So like uh, we, it's t- but it's hard in our, in our society, we're not really having an equal conversation all, all three across the board. Matter of fact, when I first right. started the podcast, I, I was looking for like, you know, LGBT spirituality or, 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 or whatever the case would be. And, and you can't find a lot of, hashtags or accounts or conversations that are happening uh, about spirituality from people in our community. Um, They're out there. They've influenced me. I'm not saying that they're not, but I definitely think that it's a space where many more of us can be contributing and encouraging people to ask the question, what is spirituality and what does that look like in my life and how can I you know, develop a meditation practice or, or, you know, pick up Qigong or, or do, you know, develop just a little bit more of a lifestyle that gives and contributes to our spiritual health. And that's, that's really kind of what my motivation is with the whole church of Christ. My mom hates the title, by the way, she thinks it's blasphemous and I love it. (laughs) Oh, you're kidding. Oh my goodness. It is so perfect. It is like the best title for a podcast ever. And as you Thank say, you. it's more about a full body than that, than just religiosity, as you say. I mean, you talk about self-care, you talk about forgiveness, 
And as yeah. you say, these practical approaches are something we can all really use. And some of them are hard lessons to come by. I mean, you, we've talked, like I said, in the past, you've had some things overcome. You've, you've taken the hard road to get there, but I appreciate you sharing all this stuff. Thank you. You know, and it's been great to have some guests like I had a uh, Broadway's Eden Espinosa, who people know as Elphaba in Wicked. Um, she came on and she had a really interesting uh, story to tell as far as going through her divorce and finding the art of self-care and how important that was for her spiritual health. Um, next week, I have a uh, three-time Billboard charting recording artist, Jason Antone, who's going to be talking about his road from dance music to classical crossover, but more personally, how being accountable to himself was an expression of self-love that he had to discover for himself. So the great thing is we all kind of have a story um, to tell. And uh, it's been really fun for me to find them and feature them for everyone on the podcast. I bet. No, that sounds amazing. Is there any topic that you're really looking forward to? I mean, we talked about the one, but any other topics that, that have a personal resonance for you that's something that you really are looking forward to delving into? Uh, yes, I, I am. I am going to be recording a, uh, an episode for July, which is going to be very much what I just kind of pitched to you about. Like, where are we as gay men with spirituality? Let's acknowledge the the religious wounds, and let's let's ask ourselves: Are we are we willing to to redefine that for ourselves, and maybe get get our hands dirty and really kind of expanding our quality of life by investing in our spiritual health. And I think that's going to be, you know, that that's so specifically my story. And it's so specifically so many of us in, in our community. I think that's going to be a really fun episode to lean into. There are other topics that are like totally a part of my life that I just really love that are just a little too wacky, I guess. And awesome. <laughs> that I, that I, that I, that I keep saying like, Oh, I really would love to, to dive into like, sexual transmutation and semen retention, but I just don't think <laughs> people are like, um, I don't know what that is. And I don't know that there's a space for tantric conversations in your podcast right now with your listenership. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll find, we'll find it out. But you, know, you would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would. Maybe that's the thing I need to do. It and then everybody will come out, come out. And then I'll, 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 I'll end up hearing how, how many people are actually, into the whole tantric thing. Well, people are exploring parts of themselves they never knew, of their partners they never knew. I mean, you were so lucky to have found yeah. your wonderful husband. I mean, relationships and things that aren't talked about in the LGBT community, healthy relationships aren't talked about that much. Yeah. And I think yeah. we're learning yeah. a lot over these three months of being trapped with the people we love, right? Right, exactly. You're so right. Absolutely. <laughs> Nice. Well, and I want to go uh, we'll finish up here in a second because you have a podcast record yourself today, I believe. But talk about I'm so disappointed. When are we going to see Levi backstage? I know you had a pure country gig you were going to do in Houston this year that was postponed. Yes. Talk yes. about getting yes. you back on the stage again. Um, do you have any um, uh, any other projects well, that have been put on hold or maybe down the line that we don't know about yet? Oh, well, one that I'm so excited about that I can't say anything about, which like because I don't know if it's still going to happen, but I mean, but it's something that 
on the B-Way that you would love. And, um, and, and, and it's, it's been wonderful this past few months. I've spent so much time in New York and just, just reminding everybody that like, I, you know, I'm here and available for you, even though I'm not living in New York City. Uh, you, it does take a little bit more of an effort just to stay top of mind, I think, for people in New York when you don't live there. But, but we did, we, I, you know, pure country, leading role, exciting storyline, very excited to see if that continues to be in development. And if it does continue in development, will it go to Broadway? Um, and then there are, there is one other, one other in particular, I, I can't speak of, but to answer your question in general, there is a lot of motion right now towards the right role. And, you know, I've never been in a hurry about it. Um, I've been doing musical theater since 2002 and, and I've, sure. I had my Broadway debut almost in 2001 as we were lined up for a theater in a show about five guys in their one year tour of duty in Vietnam. And a month, a month after hearing the good news, 9-11 happened and the producer's couldn't uh, couldn't wrap their brain around bringing something like that. So so like that was a, a role that I had developed and originated the first time. And then those producers found Million Dollar Quartet, so I originated and brought that to Broadway. And there's been a lot of new works that I've been originating and contributing to in the last eight years. It's all about finding the right vehicle, the right the right story. And uh, so we've we've never stopped. And when you see it again, it's going to make so much sense and you'll be like oh of course <laughs> because I'm there because I'm really because I really know like I I enjoy who I am and knowing what I bring and so therefore I insist on having the roles that show that I like it I like so, that you yeah. you need to be picky like that yeah good yeah very yeah. very so, nice. very so to answer your question very soon very soon I like it. I like hearing it. If we, if you get into a little slump, guys and gals, he has a little bit part on our uh, sorted wedding, a very sorted wedding in Dell's film. So we get to see uh, Pastor Levi yeah. on there. Not my favorite person <laughs> in the world in the movie, but done very no. well. <laughs> no. And did you you interviewed Dale and Emerson for the movie, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It's. It's some funny stories on there. That's that's for sure. But you guys have such a special friendship, and I and I love that. And I remember Dell used to talk to me all the time about yours and his uh, early morning conversations once upon a day. There, you guys would uh, go deep and early from what he used to say. So I remember that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we still do every now and then too. <laughs> there you go. Talk yes. about, I mean, you've been able to hunker down here in Tennessee. Is that a great base of operations for you, or do you kind of have to get out and about more and get to the different locations once this is over, or how are you finding being at home? Um, I enjoy being uh, in close proximity to family. Uh, that's been a nice change. Uh, I don't have the opportunity to be here very often. I mean, we were here maybe three months out of the year last year. So I could spend more time here out of enjoyment, but uh, you know, I know what I do and I know that it requires me to, to travel and to be in New York and in major cities 
so I enjoy the city when I'm in the city, and that means that it's uh, it means a lot more to me to be home because of that, you know. So I don't get tired right. of it. I, I really love the quiet and the slow pace, living by a forest and having to deal with snakes in the house and lizards and all kinds of other <laughs> other things uh-huh. that you would never have to deal with in a condo in you know in the city. But um, but uh, it's it's been, it's been it's been well, and, I, and I'm glad that I've had been able to self isolate here as well. It's just been nice to be nearer to the people that I love, you know. There you go. Well, it's been near and dear to me to be close to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time, guys. The new EP is Bad Habit. Let them know where they can find this. Talk about the Gospel Hour. Talk about the Church of Christ, and let them know where they can find all this great information out there. Right. Right on. Well, listen, uh, follow me on Spotify, every streaming platform, wherever you listen to music, you're going to find my brand new album. Follow me on Instagram. I will always let you know what the new topics of the podcast, the church of Christ. You can subscribe to that on any of your podcast platforms. And, uh, we're always making music on Facebook on Sundays. So, uh, follow me there. And, uh, I'm pretty responsive. Usually, uh, it might take me a month or two, but I'll always say hello back if you give me a shout. So Levi Christ, I absolutely love being able to call you a friend for doing the show today, but my absolute pleasure. It's great to talk to you again, Scott. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. Stay on the line for me, Levi guys. We're going to play out. Look for a very special five questions of Levi coming up down next week or so. Be sure to get that EP you're going to love it and we are going to play out today to one of the songs on there we're going to do the title track actually so we're going to do Bad Habit you're listening to Levi Christ and the Left of Straight show right here in the Left of Straight radio network Do I hurt? 
and it wants me alone. I got a bad, bad habit, and it wants me alone. I'm not that strong, but I said that's why I'm asking you. I'm asking you for help. I got a bad. We are back, guys. Thanks for a great show today. Big shout out to my guest, our special musical minute by Zach Day, kicking us off tonight. First interview with Stefan Alexander, loving this guy's music. And of course, always special to me, the amazing and talented Mr. Levi Christ. So glad to have them aboard. Guys, again, we're going to have a great week of shows for you ahead. We'll be here the next four days, all the way through Friday, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We're going to have Rosemary and Newell Alexander from A Very Sorted Wedding, A Very Sorted sorted Lives show. We have Adam Rothenberg from Call Me Adam. We'll do a special East Coast Entertainment Minute tomorrow. And then we have Mark Schwab, the writer and director of the great movie Crisis Hotline will be on tomorrow night. Then on Wednesday, we're going to do our buddy Mike Manning will be on along with Ramis, who is a new foodie contributor to the Left of Straight show. She'll be on Wednesday. We're going to have, uh, and plus J&J Buzz on Wednesday will be doing their pop culture report along with Ann Walker. And then we're going to have Michael Orland on this week, who was the pianist and the vocal coach for American Idol for 16 years and has worked with everyone who's who in Broadway. We're going to have Stephanie on as our mental health minute on Thursday. On Friday, we're going to have Jake uh, Dean Taylor, our fitness special correspondent, give us the fitness tip. And on Friday's show, we're going to have two great Tyler Jean, who started a company called Functional Foods that is absolutely amazing. And fantastic director and writer, Q. Alan Brock will be on on Friday. So great week's worth of shows. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. To follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Left of Straight, and we will see you all tomorrow for a great night. Have a great week ahead, my friends. Great talking to you. Appreciate every single one of you. Have a great afternoon and evening. Bye bye.